Hey everyone, episode 91 and I'm Bob WP. This is Do The Woo Podcast with my very fine co-host, Mendel Curlin. Mendel, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Bob? Um, Do you think I can go by Mendel WP or would that be ripping off your name? No, actually I've had people email me and ask if it would be okay to add a WP to their to their name and i said what if i wait i could do yours backwards i could be bob wp and you could be bob wp yeah because makes sense bob wp is is the opposite of bob wp yeah it is (laughs) they can tell us apart from anyway who knows but i uh you know what i'll i'll sleep on it i'll sleep on it (laughs) okay yeah yeah tell me later what you decide on that one so we'll (laughs) We'll, we'll find something. Anyway, we have a, a another great show, as as we always do, another great guest. But before I get into that, I'm just going to thank our sponsors, uh, PayPal, who is continuing to be our sponsor for a few more months here in the new year. And yeah, just um, I'd say it's time for all those builders out there to look at their client sites and say, hmm, you know, would this be a good fit for the pay later on... PayPal extension. So yeah, give some thought to that. Think about it. You know, there, there might be some opportunities that you can actually, uh, even look better in your client's eyes. WooCommerce. Thank WooCommerce. 4.9 came out Tuesday, minor updates to the admin, to their blocks and some other fixes. So it wasn't a huge update, but it's 4.9. I'm not sure what's going to happen with 5.0. That seems like a very ominous number so i guess we'll just have to wait and see what what do you think mendel does it sound ominous it sounds terrifying uh (laughs) but you know what i will say if you pair woocommerce 4.9 with paypal pay later like how could how could you put together a better solution than that really Really? yeah those two things together amazing yeah yeah it's it's like the rest is history, you know. That's right. Dollars right. dollars will roll in. So yeah, watch out for five That that could be that could be like uh, I don't know, like twenty twenty. I no no, not that bad, not that bad. Five point. Yeah. Don't wish us any bad luck. <laughs> All righty. Well, this is it. This is the show, and today we have we have Sharon Yates. Uh, Sharon, I. Came across her name. She had presented at a uh, meetup. I believe it was a Chicago meetup. Somebody had said, hey, you got to talk to this person. She knows her woo. So I thought, I'm always looking for somebody to do the woo. So Sharon, welcome to the show. Hi, Bob. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Now, as we always start it. How do you do the woo? Tell us a little bit about yourself and WooCommerce. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, Mendel, I, I did not mention you, but hello to you also. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Gosh, I don't want to take too long with this, but I basically uh, do the Woo uh, for obviously for clients. But my background has been basically starting with the web when it, came out. So that does, I guess, convince my age a little bit older. <laughs> um, and so I've started out working with companies. Most of the companies I've worked with were all in telecommunications. Now that I think about it, I didn't realize that until I started looking <laughs> at my history. And uh, so 
but then I moved on to like some financial and healthcare and um, uh, other you know types of industries as well. But most of it, I've always worked with groups uh, to do you know enterprise uh, apps and stuff. So I just was used to that. And then when I decided to start working with WordPress, um, and I hate to admit this, but the only reason why I started working with WordPress was to find something else to do. I was at a particular job that I had like, I guess you call a controlling manager. So I was bored (laughs) (laughs) and I had already, you know, throughout my career, I had always kept side clients. You know, I, you know, I had a full-time job, but I always wanted to one up my skillmanship, I guess, especially with me at that time and age, Competing, sorry, both of you are men, but I had to compete with a lot of men. <laughs> and so my skill set had to be even better. And so I would um, kind of dedicate myself to not be an expert in one area, but in all areas. Because back then, we really did have to know all areas. Um, if you were developing on the web, you didn't just specialize. And it wasn't until later that you could specialize. And, and you know commit to design or commit to ui or ux sharon can i can i stop you there because i want to hear more about um i want to hear more about that if you're willing um to talk more about that experience of um coming up in very much uh i mean bob and i are very aware uh, a men's world yeah the glass ceiling <laughs> uh, what's that yeah the glass ceiling the glass as, as far ceiling, as yeah. You know, many industries, unfortunately, um, but technology specifically, um, and not to say that there weren't uh, and there haven't been and there aren't uh, many uh, uh, people that aren't men that contribute to um, technology or, or to the web because um, there are many unsung heroes um, in that respect. But um, what what was this idea of diversifying and being good at everything? What was, what was the reason for that? Or how did that help you um, kind of position yourself in, uh, I guess, a more advantageous way? Because I think, I think that entire experience, hopefully that'll be something that, you know, my children, my children's children never know anything about, you know, they just read about it in, in textbooks. But unfortunately, I don't think I don't think that's the case. And I, I, I think that common experience is nice to at least talk about or touch on quickly. Sure. Um, I think my, I, it, and I have to probably say at that time, I really didn't think about it. I think it was just something I felt like I had to do in order to keep moving up. Mm. Um, when I got in the industry before I actually had a full-time job as a developer, I was actually training people. I was training people at um, uh, professional, excuse me, I would go to different locations around the United States and train them on how to get on the web and how to, you know, work with websites and stuff. And then I kind of got tired of the traveling and um, just decided, well, I might as well get into what I'm teaching and, you know, get a real job. (laughs) So, when I got into that, I found that it was very competitive and I don't want to say, you know, there was a lot of backstabbing, but um, just women just weren't welcomed or at least the industries I got into women just weren't welcomed and did not, they did not want to hear what I had to say. 
And I had a, a distinct talent of not being too geeky. I was very sociable with people and um, I could speak to CEOs and other laymen. You were a um, socialized geek. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't, I, I could speak better with the layman terms and to make the uh, corporate officers understand better what we were doing instead of talking geek like all the time. <laughs> so I think that's how, what got me ahead. And I had to understand the back end as well as the front end. So I think that's why I did that was so that I could communicate and give me a one leg up that most people didn't have. So it sounds like not, not only did you have the technical acumen, but you also you also had the uh, the EQ, the emotional intelligence right. to be able to talk to the right people at the right time and tell them the things that they they needed to hear to um, to be successful, which, which is a pretty powerful combination. Yeah, it, it was not just what they needed to hear, but they all, they also wanted to understand. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of people try to talk over the executives heads where they just are confused and baffled and they don't understand what actually needs to be done on there. Yeah. I think mm. if people take the time to understand their position and try not to talk over their heads so that just give them a level of understanding what needs to happen, you know? Cool. So, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Um, we were we were talking about how um, you were kind of making your way um, to WordPress and you were bored and you had a, um, a super annoying uh, boss that it was their way or the highway uh, and and you started doing other things. Yeah. So I just decided that, well, I'm just going to take on more clients. And and, and it was also it's kind of weird how all of this kind of meshed together, but I had determined, I don't know, maybe a year before uh, I was into this job about two years at this point. And I had decided, I think during my second year that this was going to be my last corporate job. And I was going to make a retirement plan (laughs) to retire from the corporate world and, um, you know, go out on my own. So like I said, I, I had already had, you know, some side clients, so it wasn't like I was starting from scratch. But at that time that I started to look into doing things on my own, I, you know, did some research and WordPress obviously was coming on as the big tool to use. And so I decided to delve into that. But also, since I knew a lot about the retail side and, um, you know, working in enterprise industries, I just decided, well, better learn WooCommerce because this seems to be something that I would rather have a niche in than just WordPress websites. And why, why did you, um, why did you make that distinction? Cause it's, it sounds like you have a lot of intuition, which is super cool, but, I, but, um, I think it's, it's nice to know why you have that intuition. Well, anyone that has started their own business knows that you need to have a niche to uh, sell yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, at, at this time, I also saw that there were a lot of people competing against each other as freelancers and their, and contractors or whatever. And I just didn't want to be in that number. I want it to be outside of that number. I want it to be specialized. And um, I, I know that from my own experience, 
I would always pick up clients that had worked with somebody that didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> and so I, I just wanted to help people more and try to get them out of these situations and show them that I was worth what I was charging. <laughs> and so that kind of helped, I think. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm working with a client that I picked them up after they had been working with someone for two years and never launched their site. So that kind of tell you what kind of clients I usually pick. <laughs> wow. This episode is brought to you by WooCommerce. You may just be starting your journey as a Woo builder or will into that journey. Or perhaps you have WooCommerce talents that you want to bring to a team as you look to make a switch in your career. WooCommerce has several roles open that will likely fit your own goals of growth. You'll be joining the larger automatic team, a diverse and distributed group of individuals with a passion for WordPress, and yes, in many cases, WooCommerce. If you are looking to make that career pivot and love working from home, check out all their positions over on our job listings at dothewoo.io. Trust me, I know the company. I know a lot of the people there. It's a smart move. Thanks to WooCommerce.com and their support as a community sponsor. Now let's head back to the show. So was the e-commerce, WooCommerce part of it almost at the same time as when you started with WordPress? Or was there a bit of an interval there that you kind of made your way more towards the e-commerce part of it? Well, so obviously I picked up WordPress really easily because I was already a web developer. I already knew some programming skills and I already knew how to... Um, you know, write CSS and HTML. I knew how to write code from scratch. <laughs> so WordPress wasn't that hard for me to pick up. I did, you know, want to learn, you know, everything from, you know, obviously just installing it, but also plus what I would consider the back end, you know, how the hierarchy is built, what how the installation is built and stuff. So I took a little bit more of a of it, I guess a geekish approach instead of one of the regular people who's trying to do the website on their own. <laughs> so again, I did try to, you know, make my knowledge a little bit more, um, more than standard. And, you know, I guess everybody is uh, normal, but there's some of us that are just want to get one leg above. <laughs> so I try to, at least, especially if I'm trying to promote myself as an expert, you know, I can tell people all day long that I'm an expert in HTML and CSS. This is what I've done all my life. And um, but nobody really knows you're an expert if they don't know it. So as you were moving along this transition, what do you you know? OK, so you, I mean, you have a diverse background and you, you've been in the Web for a long time. Has there been anything around WooCommerce that you felt were especially in the beginning or challenge challenges for you with WooCommerce and how do you feel? Have they kind of panned out over time or is this something you're still having to work around? I, I just always love to hear what, what yeah. challenges people face. Yeah. I think uh, the biggest challenges are plugins um, and getting what the customer actually wants. You know, when I, when I take on a customer, obviously you bet them, I, I'm assuming everybody bets their customer or their clients um, to try to make sure you understand what they want, what their needs are and what they're trying to accomplish. But 
what I try to do is also get them to talk a little bit more, you know, not just do like I did start with, I guess, a page of questions, you know, from what I was used to working in the corporate world. I knew that I needed to get so much information for requirements and what, but a lot of, I think, um, a lot of small businesses that are starting, which is what I work with, um, they don't understand what they need to give to us as their requirements. So you have to walk them through and be able to do that. So requirements obviously was a big deal for me. And when I started working with WooCommerce, I noticed that one, it doesn't come with everything you need to do. <laughs> so you have to obviously search for plugins to do what you want to do. And yes, WooCommerce has grown in providing those plugins. But when I started, there wasn't a lot. So obviously I had to customize and learn to do that in the webhooks and everything else that goes on. So there's been a lot of improvement. Um, uh, and I think the easiest thing for me was that I knew from having to program this on the old days that um, I knew what the customer needed. So it was it was trying to interpret, okay, what I need to figure out, is there a plugin for this or do I need to you know, figure out how to code it? <laughs> so that was the biggest thing, I think. Um, WooCommerce has gotten better by providing a lot of the plugins. And of course there's third parties, but I, I, in my opinion, I try to work with as much as I can with WooCommerce plugins provided unless I know that there's something better. <laughs> so um, along that vein, WooCommerce in the future, let's talk about, forget about 5.0. Yeah. <laughs> what about like, like 7.0, right? Like, where would you see WooCommerce being at 7.0? Or what do you think should be added or fixed in WooCommerce um, to kind of bring it in line with the expectations that you see over and over and over with um, customers pre-WooCommerce and customers now? Because I'm sure there's stuff that needs to be added and fixed in, in WooCommerce. Yeah, so like some of the basic stuff, like for instance, why why can't um, WooCommerce provide like the PayPal or or the uh, Stripe gateway included in the package? Why do we have to go get a plugin for that? Mm. WooCommerce is made to sell, so why aren't you providing that gateway that we already need basically to sell and to, to sell <laughs> online, right? So yeah, <laughs> so they they give you the ability to um, check out like COD, yeah, and you're like, well, who has ever conducted uh, e-commerce business COD, right? Like that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, if you're going to provide a package, you know, give us the whole thing, and you know what we need. Like I, I can understand it doesn't include the shipping because not everybody's probably going to do the same shipping. So mm. on my last customer, I'm telling you, I probably used every shipping there was. I mean, I had to <laughs> I had to provide them uh, weight shipping by weight. I had to provide them shipping across international plus, you know, uh, nationwide plus across Hawaii. <laughs> so I had to provide a lot and plus FedEx. <laughs> Plus being able to use their own shipper, you know, allowing the customer to use their own shippers. So, um, I mean, I can understand why that 
something like that is not provided because that yeah. is definitely, you know, and it's definitely an area where not a lot of developers understand, you know, they're having to work hours and hours to figure out how to provide the shipping. Um, but again, I have to say WooCommerce is very good with their documentation. So I, I find that whatever plugins I use for them, their documentation is really good. Um, I think uh, the payment is definitely one that I would like to see included in a basic install. You know, give us something. Um, there are going to be specialty customers. Like, again, my last client, they had their own payment gateway. So naturally, you know, I have to use the API. So that's not a big deal. But um, I don't know. A lot of <laughs> a lot of newbies don't understand, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and they've started to walk in that direction with with WooCommerce payments, um, and adding adding that in uh, as kind of a simpler alternative. But um, yeah, it begs the question: Why doesn't that come standard? And you have to disable that, right? Um, when you install it, it's it's enabled, and then uh, which uh, you know they probably will at some point, and then uh, the community will be angry about it being installed as a default and um, you know, on and on and on we go. But, um, but yeah, that, so that's interesting. So pay, payments is an interesting one. Anything else that you can think of that um, in the year, you know, 2030, um, we, we should see installed automatically or features that should exist in, in e-commerce? Well, talk, you just mentioned something that reminded me about being installed as default. And that's the one thing that bothers me is this jetpack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I would rather have the option, but you know, but it's it's a line. It's a line that that you kind of have to um, to tread, right? Um, and uh, you know, do you do you install it automatically and make it easier? Or do you not install it automatically? It's uh, it's tricky. It's got to be tricky as developers too to de- decide what you know. What are people going to want and what are people going to be allergic to? So I yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, and because that it ties it to you know a WordPress dot uh, com account, and I have tried to set up my, all of my customers outside of my business. Yeah, <laughs> because I've actually gotten charged once from a customer for their shipping labels. <laughs> oh wow! So some logistics need to be uh, need to be figured out with all that. Because obviously, I I have my own WordPress dot com account. But every time I do that Jetpack installation and if I'm still signed in Mm -hmm. to my WordPress.com, it's going to take my and then it is such a pain to straighten that out. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. I've spent my WooCommerce was very helpful. WordPress was very helpful. But I've had to work with both to get this one account so that it was off of my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some issues that I have with things being automatically installed and jetpack was one of them because i was trying to i was trying to figure out okay why do i need it you know the services i get but there's also a plug-in for the services so why am i installing jetpack when i can just install the services and avoid the whole issue of the wordpress.com so any others uh that's hard to say because not every customer is the same. I mean, obviously there's the one element you're trying to sell online. You're trying to create an online shop or whatever, but I work with customers that everything is customized, I would say. Mm-hmm. So 
being that that these clients that I work with are very customizable. I don't really have any recommendations on that end because you just don't know what people want all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Thanks to our sponsor, PayPal. PayPal has launched a new pay later option called pay and for. This means that your clients can offer their customers the option to purchase over time in four interest-free payments. This feature is one of two options from PayPal for PayLater, with the other being PayPal Credit, which gives store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. The second option is subject to consumer credit approval. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they're more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or cost. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the Marketplace at WooCommerce.com. Just head on over, click Marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout. Suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. Thanks to PayPal for being a community sponsor for Do The Woo. And now let's head back on over to the conversation. As you're in the WordPress space and you're getting into WooCommerce, what do you consider one of your, I, I don't want to call it a win, but one of those pivotal moments, because you're, you're a very determined person and you were set to, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to make this business succeed. And I know how I'm going to do it. But was there any moment that you really sit back and thought, okay, I'm starting to get into the groove of this community that you thought this is kind of where I belong. And I think I made the right decision. Yes, I'm very determined because I have to say this was from a guy um, in one of my jobs that I worked. This guy actually told me, you're not going to amount to anything. You might as well just get married hmm. <laughs> and have babies. And I I think I went home that day and I said, that is never happening to me. <laughs> and I will support myself no matter what. Yeah. So, yes. There was a determination that always drove me. It wasn't out of spite. It was just, I think it was something that I had in me that I just knew that I could succeed on my own. I didn't need to be supported by somebody else. <laughs> so so um, I have worked with guys that have been tremendously wonderful. And um, one of the jobs that I had was at a casino <laughs> <laughs> and um, the guys, the, there were two guys that were in the tech department and I was actually coming in to build their training um, before the whole casino it was basically training everybody that needed training. Funny how that works, right? You're the one, you're the one training everybody, right? But you're also getting grief from people. Right. But the two guys that I worked with there, they were awesome. And I can't say our director was because he came from the background of military background and he yelled at us all the time. Huh. <laughs> but he he was a softie at, at heart. But um, the two guys that I worked with in there, 
they were the ones that gave me the most confidence. Um, I learned a lot of stuff under them. And this was back in the days where there was, a, I'm not sure if I'm probably saying names you guys have never heard, but Nobel Netwear was, was one of the products that we used. And so I learned a lot about servers. And Were you talking a token ring adapter or something else? Do I get cred for that? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I learned, I'm telling you, whenever somebody gave me the opportunity to learn, I took advantage of that. I learned everything I could. Not that I wanted to learn anything about servers and hardware, and stuff, but I did. I learned it and at least I you know knew something about it, which gave me also gave me the ability when I was working with um, regular websites, how to actually host them on web servers because I knew about servers. So. So I, I, I had a little bit more knowledge than most people that want to design and develop. You know, so that always helped me out when I decided to move forward. I guess. So, uh, so let's talk about present day. So we've talked a little bit about um, the past. We've talked a little bit about the future. Yeah. Let's talk about what you're doing now. So you're an expert. You're a coach. You're also um, a builder. Which do you enjoy doing the most? Um, I'm really, <laughs> so I'm starting to get into some coaching. I'm trying to teach people uh, what I do, pass on my skills to others that want to start their own business. Um, so I really enjoy that. I think it, that's going back to my training days that I used to do. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoy just teaching people and uh, see, seeing them see the light of where they want to go is really awesome sometimes. Um, obviously, there are some that think they want to do this, but they're not putting in the um, effort <laughs> that I would like to see. Uh, I think there's, I'm, I'm assuming, Mendel, you're way younger than I am. So <laughs> It's just because I shaved off the beard. <laughs> Looks like a little boy now. That's right. Bob might be around my age, but, <laughs> um, but there's a generation thing. I mean, there's those that want to work and there's those that just want to, um, I don't even know how to say that, um, just do the minimum and get paid or something. I don't know how to say that, but <laughs> that's what I recognize. I, I recognize that those, those that come to work want to take the credit, but they didn't really do the work, you yeah. know? Um, so, so today I do, I do still love um, developing. I, I still have clients that I keep on retainer and I do work for them. And um, I just have this one really huge client. So I still do work for them because we're not completely done. They, they had like one of the biggest product line that I've ever seen. <laughs> so we're still trying to pull that all into that was an integrated website with um, a third party because we had their part, their products were already in a system at their office. So I had to integrate their system into WooCommerce. So that was a little bit of a, a huge undertaking. And plus, like I said, they have so many, um, products were not even we're not even at the full hilt yet <laughs> so have you felt the shift in e-commerce online i mean obviously you sound like you already have quite a few clients that are already 
you know, wanting to sell or are selling online or potential clients. So is that side of things, both in the coaching and the developing, are you seeing more growth for yourself and opportunities to build online stores versus brochure sites, that type of stuff? Yeah, I I think uh, obviously 2020 is going to be a huge reminder of people trying to trying to um, pivot. A lot of people, a lot of businesses are now pivoting to put themselves into a more online selling uh, feature than just being a boutique, a boutique uh, brochure. So yeah, I do see that. Um, and of course, there's a lot of people that lost their jobs and are trying to find a way to create, you know, income. Those are the people I'm hoping to reach. You know, I can teach them how to build and, you know, help them figure out how to market themselves. And so I'm I'm trying to pivot myself to capture a lot of that as well to help people get their income back. So I'm hoping to at least use my coaching for some good. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's let's have a let's have a last. Do you have a profound last question, um, Mendel? <laughs> Mendel, you, yeah. I always look for profound questions from Mendel as we as we wrap things up. Here it is. I'm going to get close to the microphone for this one. <laughs> let's assume that the internet didn't exist today. Oh my god! That you still had all of your experience from everything that you've done in your life, all the clients you've helped, but the internet didn't exist anymore. (laughs) What would you love to do for work as a freelancer or as a sole proprietor um, off the internet? I would be a scuba uh, scuba instructor. (laughs) There it is. That's one of my passions. That's what I do kind of when I don't work. That's awesome. Sharon Yates, nobody yeah. nobody knows this about you until now. Right. But you but you are uh the internet uh WooCommerce expert slash scuba instructor. I only have to wonder if you're if you're down in uh sorry, you're not a scuba instructor, you're a scuba diver who would be a scuba instructor. Yeah. But I have to I have to wonder if when you're down there you're like you're looking at starfish, you're looking at like, you know, crazy plants or something like that. And then all of a sudden a new idea pops in your head about, about some site you're working on. That's got to be some sort of place to, uh, to reflect. There's got to be an app created for that. The underwater, when something occurs to you app. That's right. (laughs) No, but that has happened, Mendel. It has happened because you have to understand as a, well, if you have not dove before i will tell you it is the most zen-like place you can be Mm. and i've been not everywhere that i would want to be in the world but i have been to most of the places i've I've been to indonesia to dive and i've been you know to the pacific i've been to fiji i've been to tahiti and of course all over the caribbean but it doesn't matter which place i'm at i have when you're just in all of this beauty and it is beautiful. It is so beautiful and it's so comforting. And there are just times where you're one with yourself because you're just breathing and admiring all of your surroundings. 
And yes, I do get ideas <laughs> while I'm diving. So I have to make sure I have, and a lot of us have something to write on underwater, but um, the, it just, I don't know, you know, it does allow you to be creative while you're diving. <laughs> That's awesome. If you, if you happen to see some designs of Sharon's that, that seem to be nautically inspired or, or inspired by waves or something like that, you know, where it comes from. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for um, being on the show today uh, and, uh, and talking with us a little bit about um, what you do and what your journey has been and how you do the woo um, and how you came to do the woo. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Um, I want to um, take a quick uh, opportunity to give a shout out to our sponsors. And then we'll ask you where people can get in touch with you. So, um, so WooCommerce, I don't know if you know who they are, everybody, but they are a, uh, an incredible e-commerce platform that sits atop, uh, WordPress. And if you haven't looked at WooCommerce, well, it's a good thing that you're listening to this podcast because, uh, that's where you should go next is go to WooCommerce and, and download it and install it. Um, but remember, if you are using WooCommerce right now and you haven't updated to 4.9, update to 4.9 um, because that's important. It's important, right, Bob? Right, right. It's always important. I love to update all my other plugins first and then update to WooCommerce, the latest version, just to make sure everything's up to date and compatible. Uh, so that's cool. There's a cool compatibility checker too, if you didn't notice that when you update WooCommerce. Um, anyway, I'll stop talking about WooCommerce, but WooCommerce, sponsor. The, uh, the other sponsor, and y you may or may not have heard of them, but if you haven't, it's time to hear about them, PayPal. Now, you got to check out the new PayPal extension. It's on the WooCommerce Marketplace. And when you download it, you can do a whole bunch of really cool things, including paying for it, which is super cool. Um, you can allow your customers to pay in for uh, payments. And uh, there's really not a whole lot of risk to you. And it's super easy to set up. It took me about five minutes. Um, so check out PayPal. Thank you to both PayPal and WooCommerce for being sponsors. Anyway, Sharon, uh, where can people get a hold of you? Uh they can get in touch with me, I guess, through my email or on LinkedIn. Okay. And um, I'm on Facebook too, but where else? <laughs> I think I'm too spread out on the social. I need to, I need to narrow down. But uh, my email is syates, S-Y-A-T-E-S, at creativemousestudio.com. Cool. Awesome. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. Cool, cool. And please accept our thanks for being on the show this week and bantering with us. We really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Cool. Well, hey, that's all for us. Um, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, make it a five-star review, but you can talk as much trash about me uh, in the comments as you'd like. Um, Bob, thanks a lot for letting me... Uh, uh, muddle around in another one of your podcasts and I guess we'll see you the next time.